Welcome to episode 192 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode... Jeepers, creepers, John, I haven't got the notes in front of me, I don't know what episode it is. I think it's 190 of IM Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. The special Epic Camp edition, how you going mate? I'm pretty good. Pretty good, and you've you apparently got a big list of sponsors for me. I have, we've got plenty of love uh, on the Epic Camp this year, we've got Blue 70, all the boys are sporting new Blue 70 bags, coffees of Hawaii of course, the gear I saw. Did they get the Blue 70 bags? We've got a blue semi bags looking pretty good. Oh, and a little I... Epic Camp logo on them as well. So you That's not good enough. Yet. I've been trying to get one of those bags for years. Yeah, well, you should have come. <laughs> anyway, co- coffees of Hawaii are fueling the guys every morning. Fuel belt, there's a few runs with the fuel belts. Oomph, guys have got the kick-ass uh, tri-shorts, which have got all the race number bits and pieces on as well. So go to oomphsports.com and you'll be able to see that. High five, we're chugging through the gels and everything and all the uh, protein drinks and sports drink. If you're in New Zealand, you can get that through fifthelement.co.nz. Head, um, head wheels, we've got some uh, some wheels we're going to be uh, dishing out. And also a couple of new sponsors for this camp, we've got Steinlager, which has been, uh, we've, we've drunk us out of Steinlager in the first week. Have we've got to get a re- restock. And then uh, also Dalmain, which make fantastic pastas and pasta sauces for guys in New Zealand. My question I have for you is, how did you get Steinlager? I've got my ways, Ben. I've got my ways. I've got my contacts. It's not what you know, Ben. It's who you know. I'm sure Melina's pretty happy. He is. So, <laughs> it's all good. We've got one island down and one to go. We've, so uh, so we haven't really been doing the daily shows like we normally do. So tell us what's been happening, John. We started uh, a week ago, just over a week ago, and uh, we had to drive up to the top of the North Island to a place called Cape Rianga, yep. and we started, uh, started up there. We started in a slightly different fashion. Normally, you know, we, we often open up with a, with a 2K time trial and a bit of a bike and a bit of a run. This year, we opened up with a 25K run, um, of which 10K was racing, and unbeknownst to me, it was uh, rather a Kiwi undulating course. It was very hilly oh, really? and, uh, and a very hard run, and uh, that certainly knocked most people's legs around for a few days. And since then, we've really just been chugging our way through the North Island, um, most days doing sort of between 150 to 200 k's. Um, some really, really good riding, been really impressed with the North Island. Very, very hilly, a lot of climbing, um, good roads, and, uh, and, and not too busy. We stayed off the main roads, and uh, Everybody's holding up, you know, pretty well. So it's um, so far so good. And this morning we got the ferry across, and tomorrow morning we basically start the South Island, and we finish up at the end of this week. So if guys want to really check out what's going on, we've got um, bonus points this year for people that blog every day. So if you blog every day, oh really? Yeah, Is there a limit to how bonus. much you blog? You know, like you have to get at least two hundred words out. Uh, we, we did. Uh, I was tempted to put a minimum thing, but some people seem to think I'm a, becoming a bit of a school teacher. So uh, we we dished it. We can that, and it's just going to be you know an honest effort. And if you do it every day, you get five bonus points at the end of the camp. So a lot of guys are blogging. So if you go to epiccamp.com, go to uh, myself, Scott, and Gordo blogging as always. And then there's the team blog, and, and a lot of guys are up there putting up their daily thoughts. And also we've got a production uh, crew that are following. How's it going? The camp. Uh, well, it's, it's hard to say at this stage. We're getting some great footage, but obviously we haven't seen seen the, the finished product. Um, yeah. So that's going to be out. 
don't actually know when, but if people, when depends when we put the show out, apparently it might be on national TV, a little clip tomorrow night on Prime TV, potentially. So it depends. If people in New Zealand listen to this on... Uh, my mate, mate Blair Norton from One News wants to get a hold of you, actually, when you're in Christchurch. Yep, yep, we'll be onto that. Don't you worry about yeah, that. Hook that up, mate, hook that up. One yeah. News, you made it. I know, so check out Prime News uh, Tuesday evening. And uh, we might be on there, and maybe one news on Wednesday or Thursday, we might be on there as well. It's all going pretty good so far. And how are you feeling? I'm feeling surprisingly good. Getting uh, getting stronger each day, which I kind of expected to happen because I came in with pretty low fitness, and biking's starting to go a bit better. Swimming's just, you know, ho-hum. We're just sort of getting through the swimming, and I'm being pretty conservative with my running, and uh, running as easy as I can when we're racing just to get the placing that I want. And then uh, the rest of the time, just uh, just chugging along. So um, no, so far so good. And uh, now I'm at, we're, in, we're in home turf now, so I know what's coming up. Yeah. Do they have um, yeah a compulsory swim bike run this year? We don't have a compulsory swim bike run as such. Basically, the deal with the campers, we, you know, to get camp completion, which on previous camps is to do swim bike run every day, yep. like a three k swim, the bike, and a ten k run. This time we've basically got that you need to swim twenty six k's, which is yep. the equivalent of swimming the Cook Strait, which is uh, what separates uh, the North and the South Island. So you need to swim that spread out during the camp basically at your discretion. And then you need to bike the full distance that we prescribe each day, which is basically biking the length of the country. And then you need to run 100 kilometres. And again, you can spread that through the through the camp as well, um, and the, which is what most people are doing. But if you do your swim bike run every day, then there's always you know, bonus points available for doing that. So there's, uh, there's certainly, you know, people are, are really going after the points. So what's happening? Tell me, tell me the story. Who's going crazy? Is Madman going crazy? Madman's going crazy, but we've limited the amount of craziness a little bit on this camp um, because we're basically not allowing any tack-ons on the bike. Oh, really? So if you're going to tack-on, you basically swim tack-on or run tack-on. So... Madman has been doing a little bit of madness, and as has uh, David Craig, who's also yesterday, I think, he did three separate runs. Um, oh, really? So there's a bit of uh, bit of bonus running going on and, uh, and quite a few 6K swims going on. Whenever, whenever there's the option to swim 6K, the, the nut bars are going to swim 6K. <laughs> so, so what's the dynamic? You know, you normally find you guys don't really know what you're doing with your points, and in the camp, you kind of don't really figure out until the first maybe four or five days to actually how to win it. Um, so what's the key to winning this one? The, the key is, as with any, any sort of multi-stage race, is to get in front and defend. And, uh, and Stephen Lord has now got himself uh, in front, yep. in front of Gordo. And Gordo was in the yellow for, for, for a couple of days, but Lordy Lord's managed to get in front. And then it's just a case of defending. you really got to um, just look at what's coming up. Um, this year, you know, there are a few races still to go. Um, and, and that's where Gordo can potentially, you know, get one up on Lordy because he is quicker than him. Yep. Uh, so you just got to really map, map it out a little bit and tack on when, when you can. And um, and you know, there's, there's sort of the, as always, there's the bonus sets you can do in the pool. So you got to make sure you actually don't use them all up too quickly. So you can defend. So there's a few tactics involved. But you know, for most, the most part of the people here are really here to complete the camp. And, and obviously get as many points as they can, but for, for myself and for most other people, it's about camp completion, but still wanting to finish up as high as you can in the rankings without going too crazy. So your prediction for the win? Well, I think Lordy Lordy is, uh, is in a pretty strong position, and Gordo seems to be fairly smoked, so um, I think uh, Gordo's going to have to ring it, go put himself through the ringer to beat Lordy Lordy. Oh, 
In terms of probably the funniest thing that happened, uh, one of the funniest things that happened yesterday, we rode into some incredibly strong winds um, coming into Wellington and there's a hill climb there called the Rematucker Hill, which is a, probably about six or seven <coughs> kilometres long. Yep. Full on Kona style, if not stronger, headwinds. Yeah, well, Wellington's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and we, we, we basically started the King of the Mountains at the bottom of the hill and uh, Admiral Molina sort of just bolted out of the, uh, the coffee station and just took off and tried to leave everybody in his wake and Stephen Lord tried to jump on and managed to twist and somehow completely mangle his chain and couldn't carry on uh-huh. he, he then jumped on Annette Lee who's one of the production crew's um, bike and she, he, Lordy Lordy's probably I don't know 6'2 six, six something like that she's about 5'5 five, 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 and he ended up riding her bike like a little BMX up this climb it was pretty entertaining he also had to couldn't get one of the pedals off to put his own pedals on so he was riding with one of his pedals and his bike shoe, and then he actually changed the cleats on his other shoe to a net cleat, put that on, and carried on. So he had different pedals. He had a bike that was probably about 10 sizes too small, going into gale force um, winds, and he had to get over a very difficult sort of 7K climb. So, so something he, he didn't take it out? He, he didn't take it out, and we were waiting, and it was pretty cold, but he, he got the green jersey, which is the coach's award for performance of the day. Hey, um, so who's winning KOM? KOM, uh, Klaus is now in the King of the Mountains. Ooh. You'd be happy to know that I was in the King of the Mountains uh, jersey for one day. Oh, I'm proud of you, mate. And uh, be- only because uh, Gordo was in the lead and he was in uh, yellow, so it sort of rolled down to second place, and I was second equal with Klaus. Ooh. But now Klaus is, uh, looks like he's probably going to run away with it. Oh, okay. But Melina hasn't beaten the upper climb yet. Oh, wow. So, yeah, <laughs> he's getting older. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he's got all those muscles now, isn't it? Sorry? It's because he's got all those muscles now. Yeah, he's got the big muscles, and that's, that, that does seem to be slowing him down a little bit. Just detriment. But I've got a couple of uh, a couple of newbies lined up for us here today, so they okay. can uh, give the, the new epic experience. We've got Rob Quantrell, who we understand is a bit of a popular lad on oh, Tri-talk. Oh, I've had like a million emails. The Tri-talk has been blitzing off of emails, and so he's obviously pretty popular. And But he is the only other person on the camp who seems to be wearing an Iron Talk jersey, so well, he, uh, he gets special bonus points for that. So I'll, uh, I've got him lined up, then we've got Nick Hutton, who's also a listener, and then I'm going to go and try and find uh, Madman, so we'll, uh, we'll line all them up for you. Okay, then we'll chuck him on right now. Chuck someone on right now. We'll keep it going. Here comes Rob Quantrell. I probably pronounced his surname wrong, but he can correct it. Okay, here he is. Well, Rob Quantrell. Well, you know what I'm like with names. Hello. Hello, Bevan. Hello, Rob. How are you? I'm well, mate. How are you? So, how do you say your name? Rob Quantrell. No, John got it right. John oh. got it right. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we, we get a, I get an email about late yesterday saying, oh, you need to get Rob on the show, and then I get another email, and and then I, I get like a billion bloody emails saying, I get know, Rob on the I show. So, so, you're pretty popular, mate. I know there's a couple of people I have to have words with when I get back home. Yeah, you have to lay a bit of smackdown on them, I think. Hey, so how are you finding it? It's yeah, it's great. It, it's it's a really good it's a really good experience. Um, I'm pretty tired, um, but I think most people are. Um, I'm quite surprised at how many hours we've managed to log. Um, to, to this, to this point, I am. To this point in the camp, how, how many have you actually logged? Sorry. To this point in the camp, how many have you actually logged? Hours right ways? now. Yeah. About fifty-two hours. Nice, and that's seven days, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's for the week period. That's pretty much most of the North Island, seven, uh, 50, 52 hours. And so have you ever done big training like this before? 
Um, yeah, uh, I've done a couple of sort of self-supported camps uh, over a week, but the maximum I can get to is about 30 hours before my body uh, starts breaking down. What I found is it's all the, the small things, so things like the washing, things like the eating, the, the, the cleaning, the cooking, all that's done here. So you just have to, to roll in, you get your food, you get your recovery shakes, you put your bags together, and you just do it again the next day. When yep. you're doing it alone, you can't do that. So you're just finding having a little extra support that's less energy yeah, to focus it, on other things? It, it, you know, it, it, is, it is the difference. I mean, I know guys like Stephen and Joe, they manage to sort of do 40-hour weeks regularly. Yeah. But there's absolutely no way I could do this sort of without this sort of setup. And, and even the guys as well. I mean, it's very hard to do this alone. You couldn't do this alone. So, I mean, so you're surprising yourself? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, um, there's a couple of guys here I've sort of ridden with day day in, day out. You know, we're about a sort of similar level. Uh, and it's good to find people that were at my level. That was one of my fears when I came here, was that yeah. I'd be off the back and sort of tell and Charlie. But there's a couple of guys who, who, you know, I've managed to train with. And we're all giving each other a push. And, you know, you couldn't do that if you went out for 200k on your own. Yeah, totally. Well, what's been the hardest day for you so far? The hardest day by far was uh, 200 kilometers, uh, I think, to Masterton. Uh, and, and mentally, it was, it was the third day of three big, 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 big days. Uh, and it was the third day, and I was just shot mentally. Physically, I was all right, but mentally, I was shot. And uh, luckily, a couple of Kiwi boys uh, kept me entertained, uh, and they stayed with me for the whole ride. Uh, and they yak like housewives for seven hours. I've never never seen so many men talking about women, women issues and women problems for seven hours and non-stop. I won't give you the names, but, uh, but you'll probably find out when you meet them. So I'm, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you found all the answers to women's problems as well. No, I have, no, they're Kiwi guys. I found no answers. Just more questions. <laughs> hey, so, so when you're in that moment where, you know, because like, this is the thing about Epic Camp, Epic Camp really does... It takes you to another place within yourself and you, you really do kind of find new limits to, you know, what your expectations are of yourself. And when you're on that third day and it's 200 Ks and it's, it's bloody hard, how did you mentally get through it? Sorry, how? How did you mentally get through it? You, you, it's a mixture of sort of, you just put your head down, follow the wheel. Yep. And you turn your, you turn your brain off. So it's the sort of the extremes. You turn your brain off and do nothing and then an hour later and you find you've gone another 30 K and oh, that's great. Only another six hours to go. And then the other thing is you think very deeply about your racing, how this is affecting your racing, about how this gives you mental strength for your racing. Yeah. Um, but obviously you can't think like that for seven hours. So yeah. it's sort of on and off throughout the whole ride. And then, you know, you've got some good guys to ride with. They're supporting you. Seven hours later, you're, you're there and you've done it. And it's just, it's just yeah, it's crazy. Well, in regards to, you know, you're only halfway through the camp, but in regards to what do you think you take forward from Epic Camp as an athlete, what, what, what do you think you're going to get from it? Well, I mean, this is going to be pretty much cliche because I think I've heard this in every camp interview you've yeah. ever done. It yeah. is, from now on, Ironman itself won't be that. It'll be a challenge, obviously, and racing an Ironman now is yeah. obviously what it's about. It will, it will be a challenge, but it won't be the pinnacle of sort of the endurance thing. You know, having done this, ridden effectively, um, I, I think I mentioned it today, from, from Calais in France to, to Kiev in Ukraine, for the European listeners, you know, that's quite a long way. Ridden that distance, that, as a mental sort of challenge, it's far greater than a single sort of nine-hour race, yeah. nine-hour, ten-hour race. So that's that's the thing I'm going to take away: the fact that one Ironman race is, isn't that big a, a challenge anymore. Well, uh, which which means you have to push it, which is going to hurt even more. But yeah, yeah, totally. What in regards to things that have surprised you on the camp? What are some of the things that maybe have, you know you didn't really expect when you get out of the camp that maybe you are getting out of the camp? Um, definitely, I, I didn't realise that my legs would be so beat up but still be able to push um, yeah. with fairly good power. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, I never realized, because I've never done enough, uh, how depressed my heart rate could get from really? the athletic level. 
um, compared to the numbers. I mean, I, I can't get my heart rate over sort of level one, level two periods at the moment. And I, I think that's a sure sign of fatigue. And it's the first time I've ever been there. Um, and, you know, I, I don't feel that tired, but obviously my, the numbers are, are telling me different. It is interesting, like Epic Camp. It's one thing I always found surprising about doing Epic Camp was the intensity of the riding. You know, like you think to yourself, you, it's just about getting the distance out, but, you know, the guys, you know, it's, they're not mucking around, eh? No, but I mean, that, that's a, a real key point. I think what you'll find is when you go through the other guys and you speak to everyone, because these rides are all point to point, there's no sort of tack on that's pretty much you do that ride. Yeah. Everyone's experience of a certain sort of 150k, 160k, 200k is going to be different. Some guys are going to be at the front smacking it going you know, really hard up the hills other guys can be taking it more easy and just sort of using the day as a sort of lighter recovery day yeah um i try to sort of push when my legs feel good and not push when my legs haven't felt good but there's no way that i would get to intensive riding that you'd find in the a group as it were so um maybe for next time what is happening with the group so wise you know you've got about 25 guys is it yeah about 25 yeah yeah and, and so what is it kind of splitting up and kind of going into two or three or is it mainly yeah, gen- generally, generally on a long ride day, you'll get an early group that will roll out maybe 10, 15 minutes ahead of the main group. Yeah. Uh, and they will sort of roll through the eight stations. And the main group, depending on how hard Stephen pulls, <laughs> will usually get them at about 50 or 100k. Yeah. Um, but it just prevents, I mean, no one wants to be at the back, right at the back, sort of holding up the tail end Charlie vehicle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who does a great job, by the way? Someone has to drive around at 30 kilometers an hour the whole country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so big, big props for that. But no one wants to be at the back, sort of just hanging off. So, so you usually there's a there's a big group that goes off early. And what about your experience? Have you been to New Zealand before? No, no, this is my first time. Well, it's one way to see the country. So, so what's yeah, like? exactly. Although I have I have to admit, I've seen well now the whole North Island, but I've seen a lot more of my own stem uh, and someone else's lycra. <laughs> uh, I, I can pick out every single athlete here by their lycra uh, bottoms. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you're following, you're following wheels for a lot of the time. <laughs> hey, and so, so what's your what, what's your experience of riding New Zealand roads? <laughs> sore, yeah, really sore. I mean, having said that, the the roads around the major areas of uh, so when we're coming into Wellington were, yeah. were super smooth. But yeah, there's no doubt that the, the famed Kiwi Road you, you don't know until you actually come out here and ridden sort of hundred miles on it. Um, but the heavy chip, uh, at the damage it can do to your undercarriage. Yeah. Um, uh, and we had mandatory pots of chamois cream and uh, anti chafing cream given out at the start of the ride. Um, yeah, well, well needed and well used, I think. Um, yeah, <laughs> we need to get another one. Hey, um, in yeah. regards to the fun stuff, you know, like it sounds from from your your tri talk crew, they're kind of making out you're a bit of a fun character. Is it is it is it fun? Yeah, it is fun. No, no, and that's I think that's keeping one of Keith, Keith's Gordo said in his blog, um, which I read sort of before we came here was was try and have fun every day. Yeah, and and I do I do have fun every day. There's, there's a really good group of people, a uh, really good group of lads uh, and girls as well. And the atmosphere, actually, for considering everyone's done so much, the atmosphere is pretty good. Yeah, um, it is surprising. It's really a supportive environment, eh? Yeah, exactly. Everyone's in it together. Everyone knows they have to make it to bluff, and everyone wants everyone else to make it to bluff. There's no real sort of competition. There's no sort of like, oh, you know, I don't want you to, to make it. Or it, it's all about being part of a team almost, mm. and that helps. And that really helps. It helps you get up and, and do the, the things you have to do to get to the next town. Mm, mm, mm. And so what, you've got a week in front of you. What, what's the timetable over like over the next few weeks or next seven days? Next, next seven days is pretty much three or four days of not smaller riding, but, but sort of around the 100 bar mark. Okay. Uh, and then also average, and then two monster days from Alclutha to Bluff. 
uh, and the, the, we've got root profiles. John's been been very good in terms of, sort of scoping out all the, the root profiles, of courses, the maps. We've got sort of all packs that explain that. And the profiles for the last two days are brutal. Oh, really? They look like crocodile teeth profiles. Uh, and and sort of the, the course seems to track the south coast around, around the corner past Dunedin uh, and then into Bluff. And it, it's going to be it's going to be very hard. So two stages, really. First four days, get through that. And then sort of the final push, the final sort of 350k into, into Bluff. Wow. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think by those two days, I'll be running on fumes. Uh, yeah. you'll, also be running, you'll also be running on the fact that you're only two days away. And yeah, that's definitely going to pull you through, doesn't it? Yeah, you, you could ride up any, you, you ride the whole thing in your lowest gear if you have it, take 10 hours, whatever, you yeah. do it. Yeah. And um, one other question, are you going to stay in New Zealand much longer afterwards or are you heading straight back? No, I, and unfortunately I have, to, I have to go straight back to the ice and the snow. Apparently the UK is under a foot of snow at the moment, no one's done any training. Um, so, so I've got a blog out and people are reading it uh, quite jealous. Um, that, that, that's, it's fun. Oh, Matt, that's, that's going to be the most horrible plane ride ever, isn't it? It, it is, but you, you, I don't care. I, I, don't, I, <laughs> I, I, I will sit back and I'll, I'll try and I'll try and eat as many meals as I can and, and just relax because it, you know it's 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 done. And it's been a great experience, and I'll be sad to leave definitely. And so, will you do it again? Yes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. So, yeah. I, I'm not sure the guys will organise something this long again. Yeah. Uh, then it's been logistically very very tough and. John's made some on-the-spot calls that have been quite tough at times when, when sort of organizational things have sort of, sort of happened out of his control. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe the eight to ten day camps might might be sort of sort of what the ones for next time. But yeah, definitely I'll do it again. Definitely. Oh, if I'm okay. allowed. Hey, well, thanks for your time, mate. It's awesome. I'm actually going to be coming and meeting you guys on Wednesday night, so I'll get to meet you, you in person. Are? Yeah, I'm going to come and have a bit of a chat and have some food. Excellent. Excellent. We, can have, we can have a gun off then. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Apparently there's someone else by you I need to talk to, is that right, or...? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick's here. Okay, Nick, Nick's one of the, one of the, yeah, Nick's one of the Kiwi guys who, who talks more than the, the average the average housewife. <laughs> it's a Kiwi thing, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I don't know what to talk about. Anyway, here's Nick. Cheers, Evan. Hey, see you later, mate. Good luck. See you soon. Bye. G'day. Hey, Nick, how you going? Good, mate. I'm good. I'm all good. So, so apparently you talk like a bit of a housewife. Oh, that's... <laughs> that's rubbish. That's <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> what, what, what advice were you giving him? Um, oh, well, the, uh, one of the questions I got asked the first day I arrived here by, um, by Gordo yeah. was, are you divorced? Yeah. And coming from a guy I'd met about 10 minutes ago, he asked the group or just asked you? I mean, he, he was working his way around the group, and I thought, oh, that's a pretty forward question. And maybe but things aren't going so well for Gordo right now. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out there are two guys in camp who aren't divorced. Oh, really? Um, which, which, uh, which, which, which is obviously oh, I was pretty stunned with. And so I was talking to one of the many divorcees on the right, and we were just discussing women's issues, and, uh, and we talked about, uh, about life in general and how we, mix, how we mix training and life, and I was getting, getting advice from him about how to avoid getting divorced. Well, he was getting advice from me so, about so how to find women. married? I, I've, I've been married for, oh, gee, now you're testing me. Yeah. Four years. <laughs> I've been with my wife for <laughs> a lot longer than that. But, yeah, no, it's... Um, I think you can see going on these trips and you meet some of the guys here and I'm certainly at the lower end of the scale in terms of intensity yeah. about you know how I approach Ironman and triathlon. Yeah. The way that some of the guys here train, it just blows your mind yeah. and you can see why they uh, their marriages may be unsuccessful. So what do you take from there? I know we're kind of going off epic camp track here, but you know, like what advice do someone, you know, like... Like I know even for myself that one of the reasons I pulled away from the sport is because I want a really great relationship and um, these guys have obviously kind of seen all the bad side of that. What kind of advice were they giving you? 
Oh, people, I mean, one of the big things that I think people have told me is, you know, right now, where I'm at now, is actually a good time to take a break from the sport. Um, I've, I, uh, I sort of got involved in Ironman training, I guess, about four years ago, having had a background when I was a kid of doing triathlons. Um, I've done a couple of Ironmans now. I'm here on Epic Camp. But I'm also at a time in my life where I've had, I've got an 18-month-old and we're having another baby in uh, in, in four months. Yeah. And a lot of the guys have said to me, you know, just pull back now and, and spend a bit of time with your kids and with your family yeah. um, and then push again in a few years' time. Um, and that's certainly something that I'd already been thinking about. Um, but I, I've noticed that just training, I, I don't know, man, four weeks before camp. And um, you do, you, you, you miss a lot of time with your family. Yeah. Um, you give up time that you might be able to devote to other things. I, um, you know, I maybe didn't put as much into work for the sort of the, the three or four months leading up to the Ironman. Yeah. Um, and certainly my wife um, would, would say that, you know, I wasn't around. <laughs> yeah, my wife's just texting me at the moment. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so I, yeah, it, it is. It, it, it's a big call, and I think all, all the listeners w- w- would realise. I mean, you know, uh, Iron Man is consuming, and one of the things I didn't realise till I did my first Iron Man is just how consumed you, you, you get by it, and, yeah. and you don't even have to be a front of a pack athlete to, to develop that. Yeah. So I suppose the question I have for you is: it's, Will that be challenging to pull away from? Because one of the things that we get with Iron Man is a lot of self-esteem and a lot of confidence, and, and that whole knowing we can overcome such great odds. And and I know Epic will be doing that for you as well. And oh, for sure. You know that. that that's one of the reasons it makes it so challenging to pull away from it. And do you think you would struggle with that? Um, yeah, I do. I, I, I sort of, I guess, like a lot of people, I, I'm actively looking at things, you know, at, at, at the slow twitch, at the transition, yeah. um, at the uh, at the tri talk. So I'm involved in the, the community, the gossip that goes on around triathlon. That's a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate in the sense, the sense that. You know, I have a lot of time in my job, you know, short break time, maybe between things that I do. Yeah. So I can flick onto the computer, I can see what's going on, I can, yep. I can be involved in discussions. Yeah. And it, 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 it feeds the, uh, it feeds the passion. Yeah. Um, and, and I've got a couple of mates who have pulled back from Iron Man for a couple of years. And, uh, and now that I'm doing this, I think I had a mate ring me about half an hour ago to say that he's been following my blog for five days <laughs> and having not done Iron Man for 10 years, he entered Iron Man New Zealand a few days ago. Oh, really? So it's just, and he's just been he's been consumed by the bug. He, he, he's yeah. caught it again. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so, I, so well, it's just it's really interesting because you're going to come out of this camp being peak, and I'm not sure if you've got a race coming up. But you know, like I know for me, I was going to pull away from my man before I did my last road, and then I did epic camp, and I was like, well, I'm so fit, I might as well do it, you know. And it's and then that can kind of just drag on. It's, it's, it's yeah. I guess I, I, I'm lucky in the sense that um, two things are happening. One is. I'm changing jobs, and so I'm going to have to devote a huge amount of energy to my new job. Um, and secondly, we're having a baby, um, so I pretty much don't have a leave pass to do anything. Yeah. Um, so I actually don't have any events coming up. Um, I did Ironman Western Australia before Epic Camp. And I guess, in a way, Epic Camp for me was, was, it was an event. It yeah. was something that I was gearing up for mentally, as well as physically, for the year. Um, and I, I, mean, I, I had to ask both Gordo and John, you know, is this something you think I'm... Up to suitable, up yeah. for, yeah. because it's not just an, it's not just something like an Ironman that anyone can sign up for. Well, it's a harder Ironman, isn't it? It's not harder than Ironman. Oh, it, 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 it's 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 a completely different concept than Ironman. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, Ironman's a hard day, and you'll have hard patches. But the thing that's the hardest part of this for me is just it's getting out of bed each morning when your your legs ache. 
and yeah. and and your back aches and your, between your um, legs aches. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. and between your there's a fair bit of conversation about that that goes on on the rise. I can tell you. <laughs> so, so you were saying before that you're you're one of the guys who are at the start of the pack, guys. Yep. Um, do you feel a pressure in that position? Do you feel like is it like you're letting people down, or, or, or the environment's comfortable enough for everything that you um, don't feel that? You, you do at times. Um, I think one of the things we're lucky with on this camp is there's a couple of guys who've been here before um, who were very aware of that. And there's one guy in particular, Charlesy, who, oh, who's done great. a few of these camps. Yeah. And he, he was very keen from the first day to say, hey, guys, I'm doing this camp and I'm not in shape and I'm going to be rolling out you know, a little bit early each morning and if you want to come with me, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, And I think Rob might have talked about that. You've got an A group that starts a bit later and, and, and the big guns are fighting in that. Yeah. And so the B group... You know, can start a bit earlier. And certainly I've spent most of my days in the B group. There's been a few days where maybe because I've been tacking on a swim in the morning or whatever, I've been forced to roll out with the A group. Um, but generally, yeah, I've been in the B group. As for letting the, the side down, I, I don't think you do because it's it's one of those things, Epic Camp really is about challenging yourself and pushing yourself to do different things. Yeah. So the, the fast guys and the front guys like Steve, like Gordo, like Petro, They've got their own competition going. I mean, I don't for a minute think that they're spending a huge amount of time worrying about what I'm doing yeah. because they've got their own battles going on. Yeah. Um, my battles are mainly with myself, and then occasionally I have, you know, I, I have little mini wars, I guess, with with, with, with some of the guys around me. But the, the big hitters have got their own problems to worry about, and and I'm I don't even feature in them, which is a good position for me to be in. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, if, if you're just off the back of that, that'd be a little bit harder because you kind of feel you're just behind them, wouldn't it? Yep, yep. So I, I, I don't feel like I'm holding them back. I don't feel like I'm, you know, stopping them from, from, from pulling harder or anything like that. You know, I, I've, I guess one of the things that you learn very quickly at, on a camp like this is you know how hard you can push it. Well, you hope you do. Yep. And one of the things Gordo said to us really early on, and I think he said to him, he, he put on his blog a few weeks before the camp, was he claimed he'd be the first person to drop off the back. But I don't know if that was true. Um, but certainly there's no shame and in, in, in when the bunch gets going if you don't feel up to it, uh, drop back and a couple of times I've done it and you'd be surprised who drops back with you fairly quickly really? um, because you won't be the only one that's having a bad day um, and you certainly won't be the only one that's looking at your power meter or your heart rate monitor or whatever or just feeling like shit um, and, 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 and dropping off pretty quickly So so fitness wise are you finding that the fatigue is just getting too much for you or like, do you feel you're actually gaining fitness throughout the camp like I know we had um, who was it last year the guy from oh we had one guy a couple of years ago and um, Reno Reno, and, and he basically just got fitter throughout the camp and then you get the other people who are just kind of the fatigue just hits them how are you finding it's working for you um, tomorrow will be interesting yeah. Um I think that what, what, what I've, I, I think Rob might have alluded to it. Um, I was finding the cumulative fatigue was meaning that my max heart rate was getting lower and lower, yeah. um, and I just wasn't being able to get the same intensity that maybe I could have gotten the first few days. Yeah. Um, my power numbers are getting better, which is interesting. I'm holding more power, going up climbs and things like that, and that I'm sure is just a factor of climbing the saddle. Um, uh, I'm hoping that tomorrow, with a bit of a rest day, um, I'm going to have I'm going to just kick up a bit more. Um, I certainly don't, I am tired, I am fatigued, but um, mentally I'm not tired yet and mentally I'm not fatigued and I think that's the key. Um, if, if, you know, I, I, I can see what we've got to do the next day, I can see when the hard days are coming up and you're just key on them. Um, and, and, and that's probably 
more important at the moment than than physical fatigue because I guess I'm, I'm at a fatigue level physically where I can't get much lower. Yeah. Um, so, so things can only get better, hopefully. You mentioned you mentioned, and I know when I did Epic Camp with you know the few I've done. Um, you know, the morning was often the hardest time for me, waking up in the morning and just finding that mojo. I found once once we're on the bikes, you know, someone would kick in and, and, you know, you kind of found your flow again. But I always found, you know, waking up in the morning thinking, oh, shit, I've got another day in front of me. How are you handling that and what are you doing to overcome that? Um, I am, I guess, I'm, I'm drinking a lot of coffee for a start. Yeah, coffee for Hawaii. Hawaii eh? not, not, not a bad way to start the day. <laughs> um, I, I'm making small goals. Um, I'm saying things like, I just got to get through the first half hour because okay. the first half hour is the worst. Yep. You know, the first half hour has been, I've, I'm getting quite bad patellar tendonitis in one of my knees at the moment, oh, and the really? first half hour hurts. Yep. And I just know, just get through it because it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And sure enough, it has been getting better. Um, so that's, I guess that, that, that's a physical thing. Mentally, it's just doing little things like um, setting, a, setting yourself achievable goals. So saying, you know, well, part, of the, part of the thing here on campus, the first hour seems to fly by. There's so many things you have to get done before you even get out the door. Yeah. You know, bags have got to be, because we're going from point to point, yeah, it makes bags have got to be packed. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got to have breakfast. You've got to, you know, get your bike ready. You've got to make sure that you've got all your bars in your pocket and, 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 and your bikes, uh, your, your, your bottles are still and all that sort of stuff. So you sort of operate on autopilot a little bit. Um, and, and, and then there's just the community spirit. You know, you've got, we, we, we're rooming with someone, you're usually with one and sometimes two people each night. And, you know, it, there's a lot of, I guess, supportive chatter that goes on, you know, just saying, right out, guys, you know, you're ready for today, you're feeling kick ass. You know, and everyone, the first thing they say to each other in the morning is, you're ready, you're feeling good, you know, you're ready to go. Yeah. So, there's, thus far, there hasn't been anyone that's lost it on camp. Um, you know, and the predictions obviously are, people have been saying since the first week, you know, someone's going to lose it, someone's going to lose yeah. a spot. No one's done it yet. Great. And of course, all the bets are, you know, are flying around about who the first person's going to be to lose it. But, you know, it hasn't happened yet, so that, 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 that's been good. Okay. Hey, well, thanks for your time, mate. Um, it's good luck for the rest of the camp. You've got seven more days in front of you, and apparently the last two are pretty epic, so epic even on epic. And uh, <laughs> so, so good luck with that, and uh, hopefully you make it to the end of camp, and I'll probably see you Wednesday night. Cheers, Ben. All right, Lordy's just arrived, so I'll okay, get him on. Hello. There seems to be a bit of a change in the nickname, mate, because... I've always just known you as Mad Man, but it seems to be turning into Lordy, or is Lordy an old thing that's you know that's that's just come on into Epic Camp now? Well, I think all people who funny you and <laughs> you and Chilnex call me Mad Man. Oh. But you know what's really funny is that because you did a couple of the Europe people camps and I'd never actually met you and um, and you and Joe and, and and John were talking about this this madman he's just he's just an animal he's crazy and so in my mind I had painted this picture of you and Joe and Joe was like this butch you know <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger like woman and, and you were similar and you're like a and then I met you and I thought oh they look like triathletes <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect <laughs> oh I just the, the way they talked you up I was just like my vision of you was yeah um, unworldly but so how's it going mate that's been well yeah really good fun we're missing you all oh see I love you you say all the right things <laughs> no it's been really well it's absolutely fantastic it's nice to be on the sofa and but yeah, um, it was good. Apart from yesterday, where I completely ripped up my chain, which wasn't the best thing. But. Yeah, John was telling me about this. So, so what actually happened? Um, well, we had a manager group before the KOM, and I got myself all psyched up so much so that I thought, right, 
make sure you're in your bottom chain ring because the um oh sorry your small chain ring because the climb's going to start straight away yeah and then of course scott did his usual of uh, jumping the gun and bouncing off up the road yeah i was spinning out my you know smallest cog with my smallest front chain ring and i thought oh what the hell you better try and catch him so i just yanked on the the uh, lever to try and yank my chain up into the uh, big chain ring went straight off over the side and then Klaus came by and very kindly was giving me a push to maintain my momentum so I'm trying to because it was gone over the outside thinking alright I'll, I'll just be able to get that back on yeah. um, and then someone finally pointed out that there was two big kinks in the chain so in the process of trying to get it on I completely bent the chain and uh, bent the cage of the drillion so I had to stop and do that you bent the cage as well yeah, I mean, ended up, I, I couldn't ride it, so I got on, <laughs> the film crew got following us around, but I got on um, Annette's bike, which must be five or six sizes too small for me, so after a lot of adjustments, like changing one pedal, but couldn't change the other pedal, so I changed my cleat, then got going, and took the tri-bars off, and, yeah, so I was dead last. Yeah, but, but they were able to fix your bike, so you hit it today? Yeah, fixed the chain, and he sort of straightened up the cage. So it's, it's rideable, but the chain doesn't mesh with one of my gears, so I'm trying to see if I can sort of get in a new cassette in Christchurch. But I've got the next two KOMs where there's, um, clearly I've got a favourite gear because there's just one of the cogs that I can't, it keeps jumping, so. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, so we've talked to you a lot on Epic Game, I want to more talk about what's what, Hawaii for you and then moving on from Hawaii and, and where you're kind of going with everything you're doing. So we, we saw you in Hawaii and it was a bit of a tough day for you out there. Um, what actually happened there, mate? Well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't completely unexpected. I I hadn't I hadn't run properly in like I don't know eight months going into that. Because you had a crash, didn't you? No, I didn't have a crash. I just oh. happened to snap tendon in my foot just before Taupo. So oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and had to have some guy, in, surgeon in Christchurch, uh, stitch it back together for me. So so anyway, I hadn't done much running. So my, my expectation going into that was at best I would run walk the whole run and maybe you know maybe be not far over four hours for the run yeah um, I had a re- I mean I was really pleased with the race to be honest I had a great swim and bike and then I was running okay and then just the biggest cramp hit me right outside Lava Jars on the way back down Alley Drive yeah um, ended up laid on the tarmac for five minutes with some guy in the crowd giving me uh, stretching it and massaging it and then there must have been a dozen of them on my feet and then the walking so, I mean, to be honest, I was chased a bit to even finish it. So it was a bit of a success, lost time, but probably, you know, one of my proudest Ironmen, really. So so then from there, you've, you've been looking after that, or how's the league coming along? Sorry, say that again? How's the league coming along? Are you able to run now? Yeah, well, just before that, I'd got some inserts for my shoes. But I got them just as I was leaving for Hawaii. So they seemed to be working, but it was a bit difficult to test them, because... Yeah. You know, when you've hardly done any running and you've got two weeks to go, it's like, well, what do you do? I ran yeah. a bit and they were they were okay. And then immediately after Hawaii, I got, I, we had a week's holiday and then I got ill back in the UK. So I went another three weeks hardly doing anything. And then I started building up because I was doing Buffleton. And the running all seemed all right. And then in the up to Buffleton, I managed like a two-hour 40 run. Okay. So it looks, and I've been doing a lot of running here. So it, it's sort of doing better than I thought it would, to be honest. And how did Buffleton go for you? Sorry? How did Bustleton go? Oh, that, well, <laughs> similar story to Hawaii, really, except my run was an hour quicker. So I, I had a, a decent swim, probably pretty happy with it. Didn't, you know, didn't push it too much, pretty comfortable. 
And then I, I demolished the bike. I was really, really pleased with my bike. But in the run-up to that, I'd, I'd been doing some reasonably encouraging running. So I was, I was like thinking, well, you might, you might be able to run into four hours. But it was such a hot day, and I was running okay, but my, my legs just died on me, which again isn't unexpected because of how little running I'd done. Yeah. So I ended up doing run walk, but I, I got around the whole thing, and I didn't. Unlike Hawaii, where I ended up having to walk a good sort of. I, I walked the whole of the Queen K. Mm. Um, but Bustleton, I, I managed to maintain a run walk, but it still it still took four and a half hours. It was a bit gutting because if I if I managed to run three fifty two, I'd have got a corner slot, which is oh, unbelievable really? retired bike. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a pretty good race. And it was moving on because I'd actually I'd actually still run fairly, you know, a lot better than Hawaii. So if it can continue improving like that, hopefully at Taupol, I'll be able to run a half decent. Run so how are you finding this camp, mate? You've done a few of these now. You're a pretty experienced hippie camp. But how are you finding oh, this, this one? Is, this is great. Joe and I both sort of think it's a bit, funny enough, probably a bit more relaxed. I'm sure it's not more relaxed for the, the crew because they're having to move every day. Yeah. But I think we've sort of got a slightly more relaxed attitude. Joe can't run, so she's definitely that bit more relaxed. Yeah. Um, and I think it, you know, it's a bigger bunch, and I think there's people probably a bit more wary about the length of the camp. It's, it's sort of. You know, there's not so much manic tacking on or, I mean, yeah. no tacking on on the bike. Which is ironic yeah, coming from you. Sorry? It's, which is ironic coming from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They stole my main weapon. So, so tacking on, I mean, not tacking on, the, the fact it's more relaxed, are you finding it's a more effective camp for you? Because, you know, with you, you are the guy who kind of ends up doing, you know, from 7 in the morning till 7 at night every day in a normal camp. Whereas yeah, well... It, it was a bit funny because, because I really wasn't sure about my running. I was a bit wary about what I was going to do, but I ended up running quite well on the first day and got subbed in. But I think, um, <coughs> although I probably would have, in terms of getting points, I probably would have fared better if you could tack on. I actually think it's made a more, a more enjoyable camp for me by not, because on the rides, I'm not thinking, oh, well, I want to do an extra 30k at the end. Yeah. So I'm probably riding harder, and in doing that, I'm having a lot more fun. So I, I actually think it's made it, it made it a more enjoyable camp for me, not being able to tack on, because it just means I enjoy the rides. I'm not forever thinking, oh, well, that's 195k, so I should do an extra 15, or yep. that's so, a short ride, but I tack on 60 or something. So moving forward, moving forward, and you know, you'll probably come back to another one of these things, like, will you take them to other camps, or will the goal always be to get the yellow jersey? <laughs> I hope it will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it just sounds like it, it sounds like this camp you're being. It's, it's a different style of camp because there are those restrictions, but you may be getting something out of it that you haven't got from other camps. So maybe yeah, there's, it's there's my mind that what you do is you just come in, come in day one. It's a bit like not putting your running shoes in transition so you yeah, run. Yeah, you come in day one and you just say, I'm going to not tack anything on. I'm just going to go steady, get a poor placing in any time trial, so I'm not in the running. Yeah. and then that would sort of put you out. Cause, yeah, I do. I do actually think that. I'd probably miss out a bit on the social side by doing all of that. Because, yeah, you totally You know, you'll do, yeah. come back if there's, if there's lots of spare time. A lot of people will just sit around and get to know each other. Whereas if you're going for the yellow jersey, you come back and think, oh, I've got two hours to spare. Yeah. I better not waste that, and off you go. Mm. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool, isn't it? And so in, th in that case, then, are you enjoying being more social this camp? Yeah, it is It is good. But I am going for the yellow, unfortunately. I have to get it on. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's an interesting position you're in by the sounds of things because you've obviously started to gain a bit on Gordo but Gordo is probably a little bit faster in the races so it, it, it's going to be pretty close isn't it? Well yeah apart from the fact that on one of the days where we had a really long ride he 
didn't swim or bike that day, so he didn't get the swim bike run bonus, and he didn't get the points for each of those. So, uh, in fact, he's not my closest competition. Uh, um, so, yeah, but yesterday's uh, drop of my chains dropped me, instead of being third in the King of the Man- Mountain standings, I'm about sixth or seventh, I think. Uh, so, when that rolls in, that's cost me a few points. So, it's made it a bit closer than it first appears on the, the, the points. On the last day when they were all in, it'll make a difference. And, and, and you, you know, you're our experience camp, but how's the body handling this camp? Oh, it, it seems fine, actually. It feels pretty good. I mean, I, I guess I, I do so much riding that, yeah. that the amount of riding here hasn't, hasn't you know, didn't phase me at all. Because, I, you know, I've done that sort of level of riding, maybe not for two weeks. I've, I've definitely done that sort of volume of riding for a full week when I've done it completely on my own. Yeah. And when you, when you factor in that, well, A, we've had a lot of tailwinds, and B, We've been riding as a group. Yeah. It's probably, you know, my, my legs certainly feel okay from that. And then the swimming, yeah, that's fine. And the running last two days has been fairly easy, so hopefully tomorrow when I start trying to knock out some 10 kids. Do, do, do you prefer to do, you know, like I know on most of it camps, or, you know, this is the only one with the running and the swim's not necessarily, you have to do it every day. Do you prefer to have a distance? Like one thing I always thought with Epic Camp is I'd much rather they say, um, you know, you have to run 8Ks a day, you know, instead of having 50, because I found when you do 50-minute runs, you end up just plotting because you think, well, I only have to plot out 50. And so, and it becomes a bit of a painful experience because you're just looking at the watch the whole time. Do, yeah, do, do, I, you, no, I, think it's, I think it's better this way. I you, think, you do find it? Well, I mean, it, it, with the way I'm running, it means that all of my runs are actually more than 50 minutes. Yeah. At the moment, I mean, especially at this point in the camp, um, I can't run at that speed. Although, funnily enough, I've, I've, I've ended up doing quite a lot of running with Klaus. And uh, he seems to run pretty steadily at five-minute Ks and looks completely relaxed. Yeah. So I've actually, <laughs> actually been quite pleased with some of my runs, including one 10K run where, I can't remember where it was, where, wherever the Institute of Sport is, I can't remember where that was. But anyway, we, we come in. It looks all hilly all around, so we have to lay at reception. I want to run 10Ks and anywhere flat. So, oh, yeah, the track. So we look at each other and like, so could we really do that? So, yeah, we ran 10K around the track. Oh, but we did it around, really? Because we had a GPS with us, we did it around the outside, so it was slightly fewer laps. Oh, God. But there were some pretty pretty mean-looking athletes on that track, and they must have been looking at us plodding around, thinking, what the hell are they turning at? Oh, that's a good mate. So you look forward to the rest of the camp? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of a, it's whiz-by, so it's almost as part of it, thinking, oh, God, it'll soon be over. Yeah. It has, been, it has been really such good fun. Yeah, that's all good. Hey, well, thanks for your time, mate. Is John around? Yeah, he's just here. Okay, okay pass him over. Hey, good luck for the rest of the camp. Good luck for the jersey. I'm sure you'll probably take it out. There'll be your third, won't it? Third we'll or fourth? Okay, right. Okay, see ya. He didn't hear me. Finally, how are you going, Bevan? Hey, um, was that his third or fourth jersey he would have won if he wins this Sorry? one? How many jerseys has Madman won? He won last year's jersey on camp. So it was yellow, and he won... In uh, Italy, which is a pink jersey, and I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. nice. But he, he goes for gold. He goes for goes for it. He's not half pipe. He's a <laughs> Kiwi kid. He's a weak weak boots kid. So a cu- couple of things that the the, uh, the guests this evening didn't mention: Rob Quintrell uh, coming out of two ringy, which was uh, was bucketing down with rain, and we had about a, a fifteen minute climb to get out of there. He decided to get on the pump in the front and pump out a steady tempo and split the bunch to pieces. Oh, nice! And uh, Nick Hutton, he tried to take off on the uh, the climb over the Rimataka Hill yesterday, 
and then also one other pull Stephen Lord did going into two rangi. He managed to disintegrate the whole bunch apart from I think about three of us managed to stay with him. Uh, by the end, I think it was myself, Class, Melina, and Tara were the only ones that managed to stay on his wheel when he pulled for about. 40 kilometres, uh, really? averaging probably around you know, between 40 and 45 an hour. So, wow. yeah, riding pretty strong. Wow, wow. So uh, the rest of the week they've been telling me that it's going to be pretty pretty good for the next three days, but then the last couple of days, or next three or four days, but the last couple of days are pretty epic. Well, I've just written my blog, and there's, there seems to be a feeling in the camp that it's almost over, but it's not. You know, we've just finished, and, and I feel the same way, we've finished in North Island, and it's there seems to be this big relief and we'll come over to the South Island, but the riding is going to be still very, very challenging. And, yeah, we're over halfway, but we're not much over halfway. We've still got you know, probably about a 1,000 kilometres to do in the next six days. So wow. it, that's a long way. And we, we know from previous camps that the roads in the South Island, the chips are a lot bigger, so the going's going to be slower. And we know we've got some um, some big, heavy days. So today was a relaxed day. Yesterday wasn't, you know, wasn't quite as long. Tomorrow's not really quite as long, but after that, you know, we're doing basically either 150 or 180 or 190k every day on the bike, um, and, and there's some tough days in there, so, uh, it's, yeah. It's almost a little bit of a dangerous thing, like I remember when I did the New Zealand camp where we did Wanaka, so it ended up being 13 days, and uh, I know that kind of the middle part there where there's three or four days to go, that we kind of, I had the feeling of kind of, you know, like, hearts oh, over, and then it was, I found it really hard in those last couple of days to get back into it. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case, and I think especially for you know like the likes of myself, Scott, and, and the guys uh, you know who've had Christchurch as their home for long periods. I think we'll get to there. Yeah, mentally, and we'll yeah. We'll be at home, and then we're going to get back on our bikes and do another. Uh, I think it's either three or four days after that. I think that is really going to be a tough part of the camp. So I'm going to uh, plan around that time to to try to insert a little bit of intensity to try to get the days rolling um, quickly and have something to focus on, and you know, maybe pushing the pace a little bit more. I think. So, so are you thinking about doing New Zealand now? Is that a possibility? No. No. <laughs> uh, I think uh, even if I do, I think you, know, you can always get a late entry, I guess. But uh, no, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm happy about things, and uh, I'm just gonna focus on doing a bit of short course racing and really pushing it. You know, I think coming to the end of this camp should have really good bike fitness. So, looking forward to using that and hopefully a couple of short course races and. Uh, and you know this is uh, you know this is an adventure itself. It's you know not so much a preparation camp for me and a lot of people. It's more about you know having the experience and uh, and and we're all sort of getting good bang for buck on that. Yeah. But also, Devin, uh, your training for your know, Challenge Wanaka is coming up this weekend. And uh, how's your training going for that? Well, it's been a bit of a piss poor effort to be honest. But I um I kind of in the last couple of weeks I've been able to get consistent training in so it's kind of been nice I've been able to get two weeks of you know being able to swim bike run every day do something every day and um, my longest ride's only been three hours but I kind of figured but for me I, I, the expectations are different so in the past you know you go to a race like this and I think well maybe I could win it whereas now I'm thinking well if I could put off a top 10 depending on the field that'd be really great um, so I think I've, it's just a change in attitude A I haven't really had the time to commit the training that it, it really requires so that means that my level's not going to be as good but I'm kind of looking forward to, I want to get to that place mentally where you, I'm really challenged and so I'll push the tempo and I'll probably die a little bit but I want to respond well in that moment. So for me I'm kind of treating this race as a bit of a mental growing experience. Cause, um, Just treat it as a sprint distance. Just yeah well that's what I'm thinking. Distance. 
I'm thinking just go really hard, basically. Just drop the hammer. You drop the hammer. I am. I'm kind of thinking to myself, give it heaps and, and see how long I can last. And I'll probably end up dying because of it. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of thinking because I'm contemplating doing Boston Marathon in 11, Boston or New York. And to do those, I'd want to do a really good marathon. And so the next year and a half towards those races, you know, it's really about just doing races that mentally push me because I think that's the thing that's going to grow me as an athlete. So, you know, because I know I can train and I know I can grow as in physically. So, you know, it's just one. this race I look at as kind of the first step on a long road towards those races. So um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, quite a few people are going down to watch the race and it's a good crew down there. So, yeah, it's all good. Rumour on the street is uh, it's a weak men's field in the, the long distance race, so you should step up, do the long distance, and uh, you might be able to do with some prize money. Well, I don't think I would. I'm not that fit. <laughs> I wish I wish like I wish I'd done some base work. I tell you what, like since giving up Ironman, admittedly not missing. I'm not missing cycling a lot, and getting back into it, I'm kind of been enjoying it, which is good. But I went and watched the men's New Zealand Open Road Championships yesterday in Christchurch. And for those who don't live in Christchurch, it, you basically go up Dyers Pass and down Hatfield, which is a pretty decent climb, eh, John? Oh, it's very decent. Good, yeah, good, yeah. When you're smacking it, it's probably still you know four and a half. Four and a half to maybe five minutes. Yeah, of just absolutely smacking it. And uh, these guys, you know, New Zealand's elite guys. And admittedly, I did think to myself, I'd love to train up and maybe do that race next year. Now, I know I get my butt whipped, but it suits yeah. me as a race because it's a hill climbers race. And um, I don't know, it was just, it was pretty inspiring. And it's here for the next couple of years. So I was kind of thinking that maybe, maybe I'll be back on the bike. So it's, it's yeah, it's been good. Good. Mm, it's all good in the hood. So uh, anyway, uh, next few days, you, it's on? The next few days, it's all on. Uh, forecast is not looking particularly favourable for tomorrow. We have been blessed with some fantastic weather through the camp. We've had, uh, we've had a couple of pretty rainy, pretty wet um, half days on the bike, but overall, very good tailwinds for the most part. You know, a bit of headwind here and there, a bit of sidewind, but... But, you know, if, if I said, you know, maybe 60% of the time, we probably had tailwinds. So oh, we've had great. some pretty good average speeds, and, and that's really made things tick along a lot quicker. Um, but the next few days looks like it's going to be pretty cool and a bit of headwind action and possibly a little bit of rain. Um, but, you know, we've just got to get from A to B every day, and uh, we'll just take what take what comes. Nice. Okay, John, let's do these sponsors, that big list of sponsors you got. We've got, oh, my, my, we've got these funky jackets. You guys should get on to epiccamp.com and check out our funky jackets. I have actually. Uh, I actually saw the photos, John, and I'm impressed. Yeah, I've got them up today. I'm up to day seven. Because I, I thought uh, you were going to get jackets. No, we've got jackets. Oh, nice. The jackets are good, and they've been used a lot. What I love got, about the Epic Camp gear is it's really just based on what Gordo, John, and Scott need, isn't it? Yeah. It's I good. love that. I love that. It's a beautiful, <laughs> you needed a new jacket, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I did, and it's a good one. Uh, so we've got Oomph Sports to provide us with a fantastic pair of uh, tri shorts, high five, keeping us fueled up. Blue Seventy are carrying all that gear in their wicked Blue Seventy bags. Are they the big Blue Seventy bags? They're big, not 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 the monstrous ones. The ones that you can put your wetsuit in the bottom. Sort of day, big big day bags. Oh really? Gosh, about that. Yeah, yeah. So, should have uh, done the camp. <laughs> should have done the camp. Blue Seventy, uh, high five sports nutrition. If I haven't already said them. Fuel Belt, Coffees of Hawaii, of course, because they support all the camps. Steinlager is getting uh, drunk plenty. 
Delmain foods. Uh, for and Delmain, if you live in New Zealand, it's just the best pasta. Fresh pasta, great ingredients with it, what's inside the pasta. Honestly, get on it. And the tomatoes, tomato, tomato sauce is outstanding. Oh, yeah. But I like the cheesy sauces as well, John. Exactly. <laughs> and just... I think I've covered them all. I think head, blue semen, coffees as well. Chicken, chicken is this. belt, oomph, um, lager, Delmain. If I haven't covered them all, we'll cover them all in the next couple of days. Hey, so um, what do you think about Wanaka? Sorry, I didn't catch that. What do you think about Wanaka, the race? Well, I think about Wanaka, um, yeah, apparently the men's field is very, very weak. There's Richard Usher, um, who should dominate the dojo. Yep. And then uh, apparently Justin Deere is going to be there. But other than that, it doesn't sound like there's going to be many other men there. I think the women's race should be fantastic. You've got Gina Crawford now, who used to be Gina Ferguson. You've got... Rebecca Keat, um, apparently you've got Elizabeth Christensen as well, and uh, somebody else uh, that I can't think of off the top of my head as well, so I think that's going to be a fantastic four-way battle, um, and I think you know, Jenny Ferguson you know, had an outstanding race to beat Rebecca Keat, because she was one of the form athletes last year. Yep. So I think it's going to be a good women's race, and Richard Usher should, should you know, on paper walk away with the men's race. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Uh, well, I'm going to be down there. I'm going to do some interviews while I'm there. I think Pornel will help me with a few interviews as well. So uh, we'll get some show those into the show next week. But we'll probably probably try to get another Epic Camp show out this week at some stage. Uh, I'm going to be doing dinner with the boys on Wednesday night. So uh, boys and girls, I should say. So uh, we'll probably catch up with you guys around then. Any other gossip before we leave, John? Nothing that can go on here. No, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Right, well, then let's let's try to wrap this up. Here we go. You you start. I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Kia kaha. Beautiful.